0: Knowledge is what brings us here today. This is Corey, and this is the O the Anthem podcast.
1: Wasn't sure where you're going. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody, and hey, it's actually kind of the afternoon. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 389 of the O the Anthem podcast, coming to you from all over Los Angeles, but of course, Corey is there at the O the Anthem studios, uh, gentrifying LA one neighborhood at a time. Thank you for joining us.
0: Yes, thank you for listening on your podcast of choice. The easiest way. Anchor.fm forward slash O oh, the Anthem.
1: Yes, and uh, we are here, strangely. Um, well, strangely for the last, I don't know. Oh, we've been doing this a long time. Like the last four years or so. I can't remember when we shifted from Saturdays to Mondays to yeah, whatever. But uh, we used to do Saturdays. Now yeah. we're doing a Saturday again.
0: Well, we used to do Saturdays because the the involvement of like editing it was so much more intense. Like oh, also because
1: a, I was a lawyer and uh, I worked a real job.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, Monday live streaming Friday. was not a thing. Like, we couldn't also, get on a call. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, like, yeah do it very much. From two different places. Uh, We've been
1: doing this a long time, folks. And <laughs> 389 consecutive weeks is a long goddamn time.
0: Uh, But, yeah, I remember, you know, having to record a video file on two separate cameras and then sync them up along with the audio. And then uh, Premiere would take about, like, two and a half days to, <laughs> to edit that file together. I
1: remember when (laughs) cords were on phones and you took the whole (laughs) phone in the room with you and then you'd sit in the closet with the phone to your ear and you'd talk.
0: Cool story, Grandpa. (laughs) Uh, I remember when Joe Rogan had hair and he made you eat bugs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right, Grandpa. Thanks. All right, let's get you back in. But it was fun.
0: Um. No, but uh, we're doing the Saturday record for a very special reason. Uh, my brother Brendan is getting married this uh, coming week. So uh, I was going, I'm heading up to San Francisco tomorrow uh, to begin the festivities. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm super psyched for Brendan and Kat. And, if uh, you
1: had any question about uh, Corey's genetic or racial makeup, that has not been made clear because you're like, wait. Corey's brother is getting married. It's a week-long marriage celebration. <laughs> oh, that, that's white people not... shit. That's white people shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's not a week long. Uh, let me let me just uh, nip that in the butt a little bit. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's hear this. Go ahead. Well, no. So I'm going up tomorrow because the Ravens are playing the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. So I would love to be able to just watch the game with Brendan, you know, as opposed mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. watch it here. Like, I don't get to watch games with my brother anymore, so... That would be a lot of fun. And then yeah. for the I'd next I'd much rather just
1: drive eight hours to watch a football game than watch well, it. I'm with gonna my have friends, to be up there anyway to watch it anyway. I'm gonna have uh, to be
0: up there anyway. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh and then it's like two days of me and Rachel doing San Francisco, and then my family comes in, and then we go down to Carmel and the whole thing. So uh it's gonna be fun. Uh I'm looking forward to it. Um <laughs> I I didn't have like a a Brendan impression ready for this moment. I just thought of that. I, it used to be a good standby of the podcast for me to do, yeah. do Brendan. Um, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know where to go with this right now, but um, well,
1: and I was just thinking like, so he's getting married. You're having a baby.
0: Yeah.
1: At some point we're going to have to stop making fun of the two of you. Like you're grown ass adults. Uh, I'm sitting in the dark in my apartment <laughs> eating beef jerky, which is the first thing other than bananas <laughs> I've eaten today. So
0: yeah, I know it's like we're card carrying adults and stuff like that. So,
1: I don't uh, know. Uh, fuck all this shit, man. Come here. <laughs> Just Burn society down already. Um,
0: Rob's going to become the guy on Hoarders that uh, reminds him of his dad, where like he's like, going back to childhood and all the toys and stuff like that.
1: Well, I, I was going to say, we have Roberto already. That role's already taken. Uh, the guy who <laughs> likes toys, who's gay, but doesn't want his family to know about it, or his girlfriend. Um, so, I don't know what my role is here. Um, I'd like to think I'm like Dr. Michael Thompson, or Tompkins <laughs> on Hoarders. Have you, have you seen Dr. Michael Thompson? Yeah. Thompson yeah, yeah. On hoarders? He always refers to himself as Dr. Michael Tompkins. Always all of them together. Hi, okay. I'm Dr. Michael Tompkins. Okay. Nice to so, you. uh,
0: I, this, this part of the podcast is only dedicated to the people who are watching Hoarders on rerun <laughs> right now, but <laughs> which by the way, a, both of us are, we're both watching quick, our Hoarders right now. <laughs> just a quick aside. Uh, we were talking about this the other day, uh, because the other person who does that is Dr. Robin Zasio. She yes. never, ever. Lights went out. <laughs> doctor Robin Zazio never drops the doctor. She's never. I've never mm. seen it once. Uh, no. So
1: wait, wait. Though when she talks to the people on the show, yeah, she will. She will introduce herself as Robin to any new folks who come in. Yeah. So to the hoarder, she is Doctor Robin Zazio. To until like oh the neighbor who just comes over and says what are you all doing? Are you finally cleaning up that mess in the backyard? She's like hi I'm Robin I'm here to help like that okay kind of well. Stuff. So Dr. i Michael I guess- Tompkins is always Dr. Michael Tompkins. It's never Mike. It's never Mike, Mike Tommy boy. It's never Tommy. It's never Doc. It's Dr. Michael Tompkins every single
0: time. I, I think I think what I'm thinking about is like whenever she introduces herself, like in the studio segment, like yes. the talking head I, segment. I'm Dr. Dr. Robinsazio. Robin- <laughs> I'm a professional. So
1: funny thing about Dr. Robin Zazio. Do you know uh she is not on orders <laughs> Something tells
0: me this is not gonna be funny for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny. Um So she uh, went to Canada and was an expert witness in a trial of a guy who murdered his neighbor and friend because that neighbor and friend was watching hoarders and tried to help the friend by taking out stuff from his apartment when he was gone for a weekend. So the dude murdered him and she went as an expert witness on behalf of the defendant, but saying like, listen, it's a mental illness when the guy took his stuff, it was like taking a piece of him. It was as if he cut off his arm and took it out of the apartment. And that dude got, um, sent to a mental, uh, mental health facility. He later got out and murdered someone else. <laughs> and now she's not on hoarders anymore.
0: Because she helped him.
1: No, I think she like that, like broke her.
0: She was just like, yeah, like I can I to
1: take some time off. I can't be dealing with hoarders. These people are <laughs> fucking nuts. <laughs> But they are. they
0: really <laughs> she, are. She looks in the mirror, she's like, maybe I'm the problem.
1: <laughs> Am uh, I boarding TV shows? Yeah.
0: I will I will tell you who really is the problem. Uh yeah. Gavin Newsom. No. <laughs> uh, I think the
1: voters of California disagree with you. Yeah. I, I that's
0: what I have to say. Well, uh this past week we, we haven't gotten the uh weekend drop of news, so who knows what will be most important thing in the world on Monday, and we're not here to talk about it because I'm in San Francisco. Uh, Well, if you if
1: you're in New York or if you're in Maryland, it's that L.A. was rocked by an earthquake today
0: (laughs) or last night. Shook to its core.
1: My mother called called and messaged me frantic because she saw (laughs) in the news that earth that an earthquake rocked L.A. Carson got a three point three, which a four point three was four point three. Yeah. So I was going to say bigger than, but I'm sorry, equal to the same earthquake that Maryland
0: got. A decade ago, <laughs> the one, the one we were all just like, is that an earthquake? <laughs> yeah,
1: Carson also not really LA. Um, I mean the, the sports team that plays there calls themselves the LA team, but they're not. It's not really LA. Yeah. Um, also, I slept through it apparently. So it, you know, what do you uh, mean? it
0: it uh, it is funny when you think you feel an earthquake in California, like especially one that's kind. So downtown is a good probably like. 30 miles away from Carson, something like that. 26, mm-hmm. <laughs> 25, 30 miles away from Carson. Um and I certainly I was sitting on the couch and I felt something shaking. Uh, but it's one of those like it, it kinda of has a similar feeling to like if a truck rolls by. Well, obviously, like, the pregnant girl, girl truck... next to you was
1: snoring, and you're like, okay, that <laughs> could have been it. Um...
0: <laughs> uh but no, it, it it was a it was a pretty pretty mild quake and there doesn't seem to be any like damage or injuries or anything like that, so all is good. Uh blue news day and they want to
1: scare people who have kids who live in LA. That's I
0: will say this or the LA people who are listening to me. Uh the Shake Alert app, Shake Alert LA, I think is the exact uh title of it. Yeah. Uh gave me the notification as the shake was happening. Because as oh, I was okay. feeling it, I went Oh, I should check my phone and see if that was an earthquake. And I grabbed my phone. And the first thing I had was a notification from ShakeAlert that said, you know, Earthquake in Carson, (laughs) seek cover or something like that. Uh, That was too late. But I also didn't need to seek cover. Um, And then then probably like a minute, minute and a half later is when I got the alert from uh, large quakes on Twitter. Yeah. Or uh, L.A. earthquakes or whatever it is. Uh, L.A. Shakebot, yeah, L.A. Shakebot, and then, uh, so I'm like, okay, so just in case, uh, the big one does happen, my better chance is to find it on a notification from ShakeAlert LA than from Twitter. That is what I I mean, I've learned.
1: Maybe, <laughs> maybe depending Bas-way. on how far away it is. Because again, the uh, I would bet you that they use different sensors, and uh, the L.A. Shakebot uses USGS sensors, which are in the uh, the mountains, the L.A. mountains.
0: Well, so what they said, uh when they launched this app was that uh, it would take, a, uh, the thought was that it could give you a notification quicker than anything else because it would quickly realize an earthquake is happening and immediately send out the notification. Okay. So I, I have to imagine that it's sort of like mainlined into some sort of Richter sensing
1: <laughs> s- Yeah.
0: system. Also,
1: probably the thing that like, uh, you, might like that alarm, you might get the idea being that you might get like
0: a 15, 30 second heads up of an earthquake, like a really big yeah. earthquake. If it was a 9.0 in Carson yesterday, we could have gotten, you know, a couple seconds heads up that it was happening before. Yeah. I could have, like, hit the deck or something, but.
1: I mean, because again, if it happened in Carson, it would have taken a, a few seconds to reach you. Yeah. Even, I mean, Carson, it would have it felt it almost immediately, but in, in downtown, it would have been a little more time. So Yeah.
0: And I mean, like, you know, if it happens in downtown, I have nothing. I, <laughs> I can't do anything about that.
1: Well, hopefully you won't have to check your app to see if it's an earthquake, <laughs> just like.
0: Just look into the chasm in the ground below me and
1: everyone in the apartment is on the floor covering themselves Corey walks out of the bathroom after like guys i gotta tell you uh no more burritos i can't (laughs) do the burritos anymore the things that happened in there were tragic and um you didn't know there was an earthquake
0: (laughs) oh that's what the earth (laughs) anyway
1: uh in non (laughs) in non-local news for those who don't have children in la and freak out or um also, children, I'm nearly 40 years old, mother. Do you really need to call and check on me to see if I'm okay? <laughs> Come on. Anyway.
0: Well, I mean, like, I got the one, uh, uh, my mom called me about the fires last year. Or two years oh, no, ago, I, I think, yeah. I've there already
1: were, had a running text message about the fire. There was, so. like, a
0: fire, and it was, I think it was the Santa Monica Mountains were on fire uh, at one point, and one of the large fires that happened two years ago in 2019, and my yeah. mom called, and she's just like, you are not evacuating for the fires, are you? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm I'm quite some distance away from, the- <laughs> like, also that's like DC. Lots away of concrete,
1: from- <laughs> lots of concrete and blacktop between that fire and getting to my actual apartment. I like, think I, uh,
0: I think I explained it to her as buoy. I was just like, there's a fire in buoy. Are you worried yeah. right now?
1: <laughs> it's a big fire, but it's very far away. Yeah, it's not. Also, right it has there. to. It's gonna have to draw, jump a river. Of concrete to get to my actual apartment, it's gonna have to take um,
0: six ninety five to get to your place, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, yes, but uh,
1: uh, there is some news this week that we should talk about,
0: yes. Uh, Gavin Newsom uh avoided the recall effort, uh, the whole thing was wrapped up pretty much within 30 minutes of the end of the vote at eight o'clock. I don't
1: like they've been saying that, I don't like that term. He didn't avoid the recall because the recall happened. He the recall vote happened. He avoided being recalled.
0: I mean like I guess it's like uh you know Bill Clinton was impeached, but he yeah. wasn't removed from office. Like uh, uh Yeah, and
1: we use mm-hmm. the same word for all steps of this process, which is very confusing.
0: Yeah. Uh the like, impeachment I saw
1: moose. I saw moose outside. Wait, wait. Was it 1 or was it 50? Those are very different emergencies we need to prepare for. <laughs>
0: um but yes, uh, th- this thing was pretty much over right away, and it seemed like that from the beginning, uh, that yeah. it wasn't going to be for whatever reason. There was like one poll that had it like you know fifty-one fifty, and people freaked the fuck out. And then like every other poll had do some winning by like fifteen, and people are just like, "What's going to happen?" And then, you know, he wins by, you know, right now, what are we at like twenty-five percent split between the two sides? Yeah, uh, he's
1: at sixty-sixty. I think he's at sixty-three percent. um against the recall with 85 percent reported so
0: yeah i mean it's a pretty thorough blowout um yeah and you know what honestly uh i don't know i feel like there's got to be like a diet trumpism that some republicans can turn to at a time like this because uh larry elder was not helping his case so
1: it got worse the closer he got to the actual recall day
0: like somebody somebody like fed him like a softball of like, what happens if Diane Feinstein dies? Are you gonna gonna promote some a Republican? Like he could have taken that moment to lie and just say, Oh well, I mean like there's lots of great people in California and I wouldn't necessarily I would give it to the person who was most qualified to do it. I wouldn't just base it on political party because, you know, why why would I do that? Why would I make Stephen Miller the senator for California? <laughs> You know? Instead,
1: he says, Stephen Miller, that's who I do. <laughs> yeah,
0: instead he's, just, as well. instead, he's just throwing out names of ridiculous people that California is not going to be happy about. Like, uh, remember in, before gerrymandering when Wayne Gilchrist was in uh, District 1 in Maryland? Yes. He had enough Democratic uh, votes in his district that he couldn't go too far to the right. It kept him yeah. kind of honest. And like there were some things that, like, regardless of part, like you had to be for the environment in district one,
1: yes. Uh, because yep. of
0: the bay, uh, and even if you were a Republican who is normally not against or not for the environment, in that one particular scenario, you had to be pro-environment because, yeah. because of the bay. Uh, and whenever a Republican would try and run up until Andy Harris, they would have to be respectful of that idea that they'd have to be a little bit more to the center a little bit more pro environment but that's the that's the field you have to play in that district. And all well, the Republicans in this California recall, like none of them seem to understand the assignment. Like it would be so much easier to just be like, yeah, I'm a Republican, but you know why I'm a Republican? Because I think there's too much power in the Democratic authority and I think they need somebody to keep them in check. Like that would have worked really well, I think. If you were you a reasonable governor. person. if you were,
1: you were 40 a reasonable people, reasonable you could have gotten person, in there.
0: I could have probably beat out Angeline
1: but now, listen, there were no Republicans who ever ran against Gilchrist until Andy Harris, because yeah. people were just like, I'm not willing to compromise and go that far to the middle. I'm not this guy. Yeah. Uh, they ran. I mean, did people did run, but they always ran as more traditional Republicans. And th- he, it, the problem was there was just a a forward thinking Republican Party there who said you will never beat a Democrat in this district. Yeah. This is the Republican who can win. And they were right. And then Andy Harris and gerrymandering kind of happened at the same time. So um, it put through more Republicans in the district and the district was able to skew further to the right. But um, yeah, listen, um, I I feel like that elder campaign was a lot like watching somebody on a skateboard go downhill. (laughs) The first half of the video, really impressive. And then that Candace Owens interview was the first like wobble that you saw.
0: (laughs) The speed shakes, yeah.
1: And then Corey knows this as a a former skateboarder, former, because of course he's going to be a father. And uh, despite his many claims, he does not and cannot skateboard anymore. Um, The wobbles and the shakes just get, once you have one, there's no bringing it back. You're just, it's just going to get worse as you (laughs) go downhill. You got to hope you get to the bottom of the hill before the, everything falls apart. And you better like
0: that. Miraculously, there is a patch of grass to save you or like a, a big yeah. pile of leaves or
1: something. <laughs> like, if if this election was in November, we got October elders saying stuff like, listen, if I could change it to a white man, I would, I'd absolutely <laughs> do it. And then uh, just like, what's the context around that quote? I feel like I need to investigate that a little bit more. Um, but it's just the, because the wobbles are going to get worse. Like You start with the reparations for slave owners. You get down to Stephen Miller. Yeah, president, senator, and eventually the only thing that gets to the end is like, of course, white men rule the world. They're the most intelligent, the most beautiful of men that are possible. And you're like, see, how did we get here?
0: I, you know what, I, I will say this. Uh, uh, Larry Elder is certainly not like the most uh, <laughs> like, uh, he certainly uh doesn't seem to line up for the traditional black cause. I guess I will say, yes. Uh, but uh, I, I also thought that there was some pretty ridiculous things that were said about him throughout. the Like, there was an L.A. Times editorial where it was just like, Larry Elder, the black face of white supremacy, which I thought yeah. was a little bit, like, a, a, across the line. Like, he's, he's not, he, what he does is he has a political ideology that has framed itself in the vestiges of white supremacy, So you take the fact that there's a largely or like there's a more white supremacist party that you believe in and sort of make him seem like he is like, you know, like some like truly, truly awful. But I mean, like he says he says he says ridiculous things and it doesn't help him in those types of situations where somebody writes that. But I also think that's kind of like a below the belt punch, you know, like that's. What I don't, you described is the... a
1: thousand words that were simplified into the statement, Larry Elder is the black oh, man y- for white supremacy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I I, <laughs> I understand what their point, you know, like the headline is not the not written by the person who writes the article and stuff like that. I'm yeah. just saying like. Also that. I, you know, you could have written that same exact article and put a headline on it like, uh, you know, uh Why. Larry Elder as a black man might be detrimental to black people who vote for him or something like that. Like there's an easier way of
1: too many words, less (laughs) words. I need less words from you. I know. Listen, this is the most impossible task for Corey. I need you to take a hundred words and make it 10. Corey is much better at take a hundred words and make make 10 words and and I need you to take a year to do it. But what's your better title? Come on. I'm going to give you on the spot right now. Give me a better title for that article.
0: Uh, I mean, I think I the one I just had wasn't that was long. How? A, what,
1: it the whole title is going to take everything above the fold. How a
0: how a black man might be detrimental to black voters? A Larry Elder's guide to the recall election or something like that.
1: Oh, now it's his autobiography. What the? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like if you're gonna He's voter guide, it, it's it, it's uh, because it's like not. It, a lot of people get accused of being like white supremacist and awful and stuff like that. I have while they're doing you
1: of that on this podcast,
0: I know, and I'm saying like there's a lot of other people who get accused the same sort of way, where what they're doing is not like truthfully and accurately, not whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
1: Oh, 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 we hit a little too close to home. Oh, no, I don't give
0: a, I I mean, like, I, I just, every single time you said it to me, I just sort of, you know, rubbed it, you know, like, (laughs) just let it roll off my shoulder. But, like, you know, like, all all I'm saying is, like, it's a little bit. (laughs) I've learned uh, in my life, even when somebody looks like they're not uh... (laughs) Candace Owens, Candace Owens gets a lot of hate from black Twitter right yes. for the things that she says and does yes. but the one thing I never almost never see on on any kind of interaction with it when the audience or when the audience responding is largely black is not a a accusal of she doesn't know what it's like to be black you know like it's always like she's not doing right for what we're trying to accomplish here it's not right she doesn't she doesn't know what it's like to be black like that sort of take it takes away something just because you disagree with them politically. You know what I'm saying? And that yes. wh- that LA Times headline, while not factually inaccurate, the things that he does believe have been vestiges of white supremacy, the things that uh, the party that he aspires with is the party that is more closely aligned to white supremacists and current day, feels very much like... Uh, you know, like there, there used to be articles written like this all the time when when uh, black people first started getting into politics, when they first started getting, uh, you know, nominations and stuff like that, where people would say like, oh, this is the white person who's actually a black person who's running for, you know, mayor, you yeah. know, and that was yeah. a very that was a very disgusting era of, of conversation between people in a, in, you know, the pursuit of civil rights. And I, I just think, you know, like, I'm not going to say Larry Elder is a great person and he got, you know, hosed by this article or anything like that. I still think he's an awful person, an awful candidate, but I also don't think that you need to go that far, you know?
1: Here's the thing. Uh, everyone I don't like is a Nazi. It's a story yeah. by everyone on the internet. <laughs> yeah. However, um, that is a, that is too broad a brush to paint with. That does not mean that some of the people I don't like are not Nazis because some of them are actual full-fledged fascists who are white supremacists. They, they are Nazis.
0: Oh no. So, I, I'm not saying if somebody, you know, like if somebody, you know, is marching in like uh, Charlottesville or something like that, and they had a tiki torch and we're doing the Jews won't replace us. Then yes, I'm okay with you saying that, you know, they're basically a Nazi at that point. But Larry like,
1: Elder supports that wing of the party. The ones who are marching with pitch uh, with uh with torches, yeah, in Charlottesville. So if listen, it, I am all about calling out political theater for what it is. It hurt me so much last week to have to look at my future wife, my future ex-wife, likely, and say, I love the dress and I love the message, but this is political theater. Um, talking about AOC, of course, but I'm not going to let her slide on it when you're at a $35,000, a ticket event in a dress that's super expensive, uh, made by a woman who is doing sustainable, uh, sustainable design. And that's amazing. But she's also dating, um, an ultra millionaire whose sister was part of a sex cult. I'm going to call that shit out because just cause you're on my team doesn't mean you don't get called out. I call out Corey all the time for being a Nazi. You're on my team. I'm still going to call you out. I'm also going to call out when it's necessary to call people out. And and listen, that that the title is not deceiving. It is accurate. Is it over the top? Yes, but it's also accurate. So I mean, it is what it is. the 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 heart of the story is the leading candidate for the Republicans in the state of California is a Trumper was a Trumper who. Backs all of this white supremacist, the, this party that is the vestiges of white supremacy. That's uh, that's the the story.
0: Here. Yeah, I mean, I I I agree. I think you know, like uh, it'd be like if you if you wrote an article where it was like, uh, you know, like, well, you know, technically speaking, it shows that women have smaller brains than men, or something like that, like. Like, that's not – that doesn't help anything. (laughs) That's not like a – that's not relevant. Your article about why Nancy Pelosi shouldn't be third in line to the presidency should have nothing to do with whether or not there's some, like, science (laughs) – you know, like, it's like you're bringing in irresponsible arguments for why somebody who has a thought process can't be accepted for – I but I, I think completely that completely lost him on the end of that one. But. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, but Nancy Pelosi argument about brain size is different than these ideals that you hold are essentially white supremacy. They're based in white supremacy. They are. I mean, the, soaked uh, in white supremacy. Okay,
0: so the, the where I was coming from is like, you know, like this type of this was the same sort of language that was used when like Jimmy the Greek got fired off a of CBS, you know, like Okay. the type of stuff that goes into that headline is just like I don't know. I just don't think it's responsible. You know, like it's fucking uh I, I you know we we can we can disagree all we want with the political ideologies of people but like you know unless fucking you have a picture of you know uh furman in the, <laughs> the o j simpson trial you know like if you can show a picture of him in nazi memorabilia then you know you're you're kind of making your case there but like uh, short of that like you have to be able to like speak about this a little bit higher than sort of the generalized ideology of what makes somebody a white supremacist, you know, like,
1: so Here, here's the thing though, that Candace Owens and elder, they are examples of people who are financially benefiting. If they had to live in my apartment, if they had to live my life and hold those views, they absolutely would not. Oh no. They, I... they espouse these positions because it makes them powerful in a way that they would not be powerful otherwise so they continue to do so so who cares fuck them call them out call it what it is and let them live in what they are that what
0: they do and I, I don't i don't it. disagree with that with that point at all i mean like i you know if me and you were doing a podcast and i started saying republican shit and a lot of people started cheering me on in the comment section like yeah keep it going we love it then yeah. the likelihood of me saying more republican shit would be higher because I would enjoy the fact that an audience is growing because of it, you know? If all of a sudden every single view or every single uh, video from Moe the Anthem has a million views because I've gone slightly more Republican, you know, like, it's hard to find, you know, especially when you talk about Democratic shit and nothing happens. Like, you know, like for someone like Candace Owens, I totally get why they do that. But then yeah. the thing is calling them out on that, calling them out on the greed and the, the, the desire to be seen and the, Uh, The clicks and the attention and all that sort of stuff as opposed to what makes somebody authentically, you know, like to their to whatever uh, thing you're trying to rob them of, you know, that it it just it's like one of those Democrats can do better than this. And like in this case, the L.A. Times is basically the arm of the L.A. Democratic Party to be able to like write the articles that, you know, like Garcetti could never have a speech where he says Larry Elder is the blackface of white supremacy the la times has to do something Consider like that it, yeah. you know like that's yeah. the that, that's the thing
1: i will say i want to move on to the next topic i will say though this week i had the realization that if i were not me as i stand before you now mm-hmm. if things had broken differently between 2000 and 2004 I, I could absolutely be a leader of the trump trumper movement and if I was so disposed that money was the most important thing. This all came about because somebody told me like, you know, you you really are talking about how like money's not that important and you don't really care about it. And like, you're just living this life, but that's bullshit. You know, that's bullshit. And I was like, no, because the reality is I could go tomorrow and rebrand myself into Tucker Carlson. And I know exactly what to do and exactly what to say in order to be TikTok's Tucker Carlson. And I would have a million White men all over this country following me, talking about how I love that bow tie. and Man, he's
0: really right. Not I only can't... that, you'd have a huge audience of people who watch to hate it. I, that,
1: that's that the other. That's well. the other thing. Yeah. Like,
0: you know, like uh, <laughs> while Alexandria Ocasio Cortez certainly has her haters, and certainly has people who sit in the comment section to say awful things and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the level of rage-watching of AOC is nothing compared to the rage-watching of Tucker Carlson.
1: Also true, yeah. But, I mean, I can't compromise my beliefs in order to do that. I can't compromise my beliefs in order to even be AOC. Because to me, (laughs) she's a compromise. That's where I'm at in this whole thing. Um, And and so uh, it's unfortunate. But um, speaking of compromises, it looks like the huge rally that was going to, put on the map the issue of the abuses of those who've been arrested and charged and detained from the January 6th. Um, what do they call it? It's not insurrection. What do they call it? Um, just a protest, a gathering. Freedom uh, rally. Freedom rally. Uh, <laughs> underperformed. That was, uh, it was disappointing. It, yeah. uh, it transformed into something else. Uh, it transformed into something sad. <laughs> So sad, it, it's hard to find pictures of what was happening there. I, the pictures are of everything else that was happening, not the
0: protest. So, I just have to imagine that uh, if you were at January sixth and then you show back up for this, then uh, if I'm the FBI, I'm officially labeling you as a person of interest and then yeah, even an yeah. Like, I'm
1: I just 100% uh, I wouldn't show up to this if I came on January sixth. That's like, yeah, like, probably why it was lo- it's slow. Yeah. I
0: I can't I can't even imagine. Uh, why somebody who, who just couldn't go to jail, like you, you'd be pretty dumb to have gone to both, I think is basically yeah. the the yeah. key to that. Like but, uh, uh, six,
1: about 650 people have been arrested or detained or face charges. Some of them have met the end of their charges and are now in jail or facing jail time. And less than that amount, not even half that amount showed up today in the rally in support of those people. Yeah. Um, and to your point, though, there were people uh, who I think that this crowd is your people. These are tr- like what you might consider more traditional Republicans, because there are reports of people going through the crowd and like some guy was waving a big three percenter flag and he was confronted by several people who said, do you know what that is? Are you a three percenter? Are you are you supporting this mentality? And eventually he admitted he didn't. It was just he liked the flag. He thought it was cool. when he saw it at the rally on January 6th. So he brought his. When he came. Yeah. And they made him take it down. Like this was a much more centrist Federalist Republican uh rally. The sad thing is, uh what, sixty thousand people showed up on January sixth and three hundred people showed up to the Federalist Republican
0: rally. So wow. Uh,
1: See that I, is about basically the party I, right now.
0: I uh I I still I still hold hold true with what I said in our podcast immediately after January 6th, which is, uh, I, you know, I feel like if you breached the, <laughs> what could I not do, you know, take it back pre, uh, COVID and stuff like that. <laughs> what, yeah. Uh, what could I do on a random Tuesday in 2018 at the Capitol, which would not get me arrested just a normal old day. Right. Yeah. If I'm climbing the walls outside of the Capitol, do you imagine i'm going to get arrested i would
1: imagine so yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, maybe not arrested but definitely like accosted but i mean like if i'm like from the premises if i'm literally scaling the walls outside yeah like
1: they're, they're gonna meet you at the top and then take you off the property but they probably they'd be, probably just be like this dude's looking for an instagram thing and just like if boot i you out.
0: if i take a take a flagpole and break the windows of the Capitol, am i getting oh, arrested going you're going to jail yeah oh, okay. I'm you're going to jail if i go if you inside take a piss in Nancy Pelosi's office yeah if i go if i go inside i threaten security and police uh i get into confrontations with people or if i just walk into the capitol with a gun like yeah. just if i happen to have a gun on me and i walk into the capitol on a random tuesday in 2018 i'd be arrested for that <laughs> there's no way you don't walk into the capitol with a gun like that uh I if i know, go though. onto the dais of the floor and yeah. start oh, yeah, shouting conspiracy theory. Like, I, I'm getting arrested. These are all things, like, nobody Not would much. be surprised, you know, if if I called you up as a legal representation of my, <laughs> as my legal representation, and I said, hey, I was at the Capitol, I scaled the wall, I broke a window, I threatened a guard, and then I started shouting a bunch of ridiculous shit yeah. on the floor. You would be like, okay,
1: so you're going to jail. Yeah, you're uh, going to jail.
0: There's nothing I can do about that. Uh, the best just try to is to bleed down. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, Let's see what we can do to minimize that. But here's what's not illegal, just so people keep it in mind. You can build gallows on the mall and call <laughs> people traitors. That part, totally fine. Calling Mike Pence a traitor was not the right focus of that. Um, also, a guillotine would be fine on the National Mall. Uh, there's an art it was an art exhibit for a while that was like a very large guillotine out on the National Mall. Apparently, I'm sorry I missed that.
0: Wouldn't the wouldn't the problem? You could build the gallows, but then the problem with the chanting of "Hang Mike Pence" isn't that putting direct action to
1: right. You can't say "Hang Mike Pence," but you could say "Mike Pence is a traitor" because right. now I, the viewer, am saying you're calling him a traitor from the gallows. What this is mean putting is, two
0: things together for me. We like, should
1: kill him. I get that. But you are not actually saying let's kill him. You're yeah. saying he's a traitor. Right. And I just happen to be standing on gallows, which is what we do with traitors. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, uh, I mean, like, you know, like I, I, a I very
1: soft distinction, but I, it's important for people, you know, like me who say very controversial things.
0: <laughs> I, I literally, I literally don't have like any, any uh, compassion in my heart for any of the people who got arrested or go to jail or any of that. Cause like, welcome. Well, yeah, you're just not allowed to do Like, what do you, <laughs> It's just like I rammed my built. I rammed my car into the to the mayor's home. It's just like, yeah, you're going to jail for that. I don't know. It's like there's no free speech argument for a crime. Here's the thing. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm realizing you and I are angry at them for different reasons. They had the building, and then they just walked the fuck out. They had the building, yeah, and they walked out and just left it. Do you know the years I have? I wrote a book where there is. <laughs> Armed men streaming down the National
0: Mall to take that
1: building, and uh, you were in it,
0: and you just left. I mean, really, that was the... Uh, to me, that was the part, like, if you're going to make an argument for, like, uh there was really stupid Republican arguments about, like, they're fucking tourists and stuff like that. Yeah. That doesn't work. But I'm saying, like, the, the small little shred of the possibility that you might be able to make that argument is the idea that they went and they left. You know? yeah, Like... If this was a real occupation or they were really trying to be insurrectionists, then they would just hold like hold the building and just make it like a new Waco where they're stashed there for 45 days or something, you know, like.
1: Now, I would fully have gone to jail because I instantly would have claimed that I was uh, being held now after I left as a prisoner of war because Mm -hmm. I live my life in opposition of the U.S. government. How do you know? I took the capital. I was in the capital. I took the capital. Uh Geneva Convention applies. Please. Uh there is no trial. We're not allowed to have a trial. You must hold me until the war ends or you can release me. That's up to you. But we cannot have a trial and there can be no punishment. Thank you Geneva Convention. Yes. Um Actually, would, let's just I, put that out there now. I am at war with the US government.
0: On. So I'm, 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 anyway, I'm, I'm, Hold on, a... hold on. Let me let me make a joke instead so people Geneva. don't uh, don't hear that. Uh, I I think it would be really funny the judge. I would like to see the judge's reaction to you making that argument. Uh, because yeah. I imagine there would be something like, "Wow, you know what? That makes a whole lot of sense." Unfortunately, guilty. <laughs> like, hundred percent. That would be the exact <laughs> like, reaction. Uh, but, you know what? You uh, you floated a very interesting legal theory. One that I'm going to consider for now and guilty. <laughs> like.
1: Honestly, most judges would just be like, you know what? That's going to make a real interesting argument. On, on appeal. appeal. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, <laughs> um, but a uh, similar argument I made to Rev Club, who, by the way, I don't know if you even told you this, Corey, has hit me up several times um, about like coming out and, and like being a part of their thing. And I was just like, listen, I love the idea of what you're doing. Um, I'm on the watch list for like 13 federal agencies. If you want this kind of VIP coming out to your rallies, <laughs> I'm going to have to see a
0: little action, a little, I, less signage, a little more action. You know what I mean? So, I don't, uh, I don't Uh. I don't think I want to know anything about this. What I do want to know more about is this whole, uh, Murdoch family saga in South Carolina.
1: Well, speaking of crazy <laughs> lawyers who, uh, ruin their lives with drugs and, uh, crime. And then, um, i don't know fake a suicide and uh try to get out of the whole situation um to compare myself to them. uh yeah so i we i think there was a a kind of a slow news week uh so we're gonna kind of go through some stuff that happened this summer that we didn't really touch on but is crazy and some of these Mm -hmm. things you guys may not have heard of at all and you absolutely should because this murdoch story to start is bonkers so for those of you who weren't raised and have never lived in a rural area, um, there are sometimes families that are just, like, untouchable
0: yeah. in the
1: area. Like, uh, the Eastern Shore has these families that have been there since 1590 in Kent Island. And it's just like, you know, you understand, that house, that family has been here since before there was a Maryland. They, they, their house was there, and then we formed Maryland around the house. That's how old the family is. Well, this Murdahl family is like that in South Carolina. They live in the low the lowlands of South Carolina on the coast. The role of prosecutor, which is more of the English variety than it is what you might be familiar with in California or even in Maryland,
0: it's like solicitor. It's a solicitor in South Carolina. A solicitor, right? that's yeah. what
1: it's called. Yes, yeah, solicitor is a very powerful position. Uh, in fact, my understanding is police do not charge anyone with any crime. The police will always make a recommendation to the solicitor who then charges with a crime or Mm. the solicitor of their own suesponte can charge a crime. Uh, so there's no grand jury. There's no charging from police. The solicitor basically controls what is crime in this district. Yeah. Um, and one family has held that position since forever up until 2009. And that is the Murdoch family. Uh, and it's a kind of thing where like, um, I think I've told the story before how I, I got pulled over a lot in, um, in high school and my dad was police commissioner of the town where I lived. So at some point they were pulling me over because they were just going to go tattle to my dad. And it was more of like, we're not going to give you, I'm not going to give you a ticket, but I'm gonna see your dad tonight. And you know, I'm going to mention this to him. Right. And I'm like, oh,
0: yeah, because <laughs> they knew
1: like, I'm going to get grounded. I'm, I'm They're not going to see me driving for a couple of days. So it was going to be fine. Right.
0: You did a 46 and a 45. I'm gonna tell your dad.
1: <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and what they would tell him is that I was speeding, not that I was doing 46 and 45, but I was speeding. Very similar with the Murdoch family. Only um, the oldest son there committed homicide with a boat uh, when he ran when he was drunk driving a boat, ran into a bridge. A girl fell off, and then he fled the scene yeah. and docked the boat to try and avoid uh, any prosecution, which didn't happen. He was well, like prosecuted. the
0: like the scion of great political families, he's just taking a book from uh, Ted Kennedy's book. You know, <laughs> like, <yes.
1: laughs> listen. If the girl's going to die, the girl's going to die. Writing but I got a name I got to take care you're of. You're going to hear the girl
0: screaming on the 911 call, and he's just like, later, bitch. Yeah, just...
1: That, My, that, the, so, one,
0: the one part of it, like, uh, is, uh, the moment I knew everything I needed to know about this family, I don't know why I'm out of focus so badly all of a sudden. Uh yeah, the uh The one thing I knew when I heard about this family, it was one of the kids who was on the boat uh, was like, Talking about the a cops. John Wick
1: moment. It's a John Wick moment.
0: Talking to the cops in the back, and it's just like, you know who that is, right? It's like, no, who? It's like Murdo's son. And it's just like, oh, the Murdo? And it's just like, good luck trying <laughs> good to luck. prosecute him. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, this tells me everything huh. I need to know about this small town.
1: So wait, Corey. I'm going to put you on camera because I want you to to re uh, redo the John Wick moment for everyone so that they can enjoy <laughs> this for posterity. Go ahead. Give us give us the uh, the dad from John Wick
0: One. Oh, oh God. You don't, do you not
1: even remember it?
0: No, I mean like I remember the. Okay, I don't remember the, the lines here's exactly. I so, uh, no no like the son comes home and it's just like fuck him and his dog and it's just like. Uh, the guy's making a drink. The guy's He's making are a drink. drink He's got his back turned. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like. Not John Wick. <laughs> I like, know, but the line in the movie was like the uh, he's the guy you sent after the boogeyman or something. Like what no, is so he? No, the so he, he
1: turns around. He turns around and says, "Not John Wick." And then the kid's like, "Ah, oh, that's it. Yeah, John Wick. Is <laughs> like, John Wick. He's the man you send when you need to kill the boogeyman." And uh, yeah, but it's like the turn for Corey is everything because the way the guy turns and suddenly serious, like John Wick. I don't know who John wick is, but don't fuck with John wick. All <laughs> this right? is Clearly, trouble. This very scary guy does not want to fuck with him. Uh, and yeah, when this you hear crime the crime boss
0: like, is just like, Oh fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you hear the cop, like now, nah, who is it? Ah, the murder. Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. It's going to be a problem. Uh, anyway. So uh Murdoch family, very influential. Yeah. Back in June, a uh, patriarch comes home and wife and son murdered on the property. Fucking huge story, of course. Uh, the one, who's the sub- one who
0: was involved in that boat accident, by the way. That oh, son. I thought
1: the older son was in was the boat accident. No, no the I think older there's sons
0: another son. That, oh, like, is there fucking another one? Yeah, I thought
1: there was two. There's two, is there
0: three. There's two. No, but the the one who was involved in the boat accident was the one who got shot too. Okay, all right. So the younger, more embarrassing son, the Ted Kennedy of the sons, <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, is is the one who was shot. So. Uh, guy home, <laughs> Should we just
0: people, should we just call them all after Kennedys? I'm sure they'll love. I mean, this. We really, kind of deep South Car- uh, South Carolina.
1: <laughs> Kennedys, yeah. Uh, so they uh. So where's Bobby supports, right now? Everyone who supports the Murdalls are like, well, this guy family has been in crime prevention for a lifetime, and now he's not he's not the prosecutor anymore, right? So anyone who had a, an axe to grind could come to the house, kill him, uh, and maybe he wasn't home, but they killed the wife and the son. Anyone who doesn't like the Murdals is like, maybe he killed his wife and his kid, the embarrassing kid. Yeah, he did that. And uh, so it was a bit of controversy.
0: Sorry. Do you have something? Yeah. Can I sidebar for a second? Because speaking of uh, things that happened this summer that we didn't catch on, uh, I don't think we ever discussed Saran Saran being released or being allowed to go out on parole. Did we?
1: Speaking of uh, Kennedy's. Yeah, (laughs) I think I mentioned (laughs) it. The the week that it happened, I did mention that he uh, got out.
0: But it just seemed like did It seem like everyone just sort of was like, ah, he spent his time like. This
1: is, this is, yeah, because this like, is the exact conversation we had, because you were like, shouldn't he die in jail? And I'm like, no, he was like 22. He hasn't served in, he went in jail in 1968. He hasn't served enough time yet?
0: Uh, maybe we have. I just feel like if you kill somebody who's running for president, that's pretty, that's like.
1: How like, is he any more special than any other person? The I, Baltimore Police Department <laughs> solves 2% of murders. And Sirhan Sirhan's supposed to fucking rot in jail his entire life? Come on. Come on. Fuck it. He did the world a favor. He killed a Kennedy.
0: Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> I said it. I said it. What? What? I said what I said. So anyway, moving on to the next part of this Murdo. So that story is yeah.
1: crazy. Uh, and there was a lot of controversy around it. And then while this guy is kind of in, a, he also, he like put out a, a reward, but it expired on a date. Like, I'll give uh, $10,000. If we get it, it was a hundred thousand by first, hundred thousand
0: by September 31st.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, wait, why did, why the date end though? Like what's that deal about? Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, come to find out, uh, my boy, the patriarch there, Murdoch had a bit of a drug problem and, uh, also had embezzled a lot of money, both from the family trust company and from the state in his role as solicitor. So, um, that comes out and everyone's like, Oh, this is going to be a huge fucking deal. Then, dude is patriarch, changing a tire on the side of the road, and a guy drives up and shoots him in the head, Yes, which was the lead story. Like, This guy who's involved in all this stuff got shot in the head on the side of the road. And now, two days later, he's leaving the hospital. And I was just like, wait, what? Wait, he got shot in the head on the side of the road. Now he's leaving the hospital? Turns out, the bullet grazed his skull at such an angle that it went under the scalp bounced off the skull, and then re-exited the scalp. And it yeah. was like, of all the fucking luck in the world, how lucky is this dude? He misses the first murderer, It's only almost, to get
0: caught. It's almost a magic bullet.
1: Almost a magic <laughs> bullet. And so he tells the
0: cops. Tying like, this oh, whole sorry. thing in. A-
1: <laughs> he, t- he tells the cops, I was changing the tire. This truck drove by, I turned around the parking lot, came back. Guy asked me one question. I turned back to the tire. Bam, gunshot. Then police find the guy because there's cameras everywhere because it's 2021. And I guess Myrdal's like thinks it's 1850 because, you know,
0: South Carolina. Well, I mean, it's South Carolina, so. Yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, they find the guy and they bring him into custody. And then the worm turns because Mr. Myrdal shows up to the police department and gives a full confession about the murder for hire scheme, him hiring this guy to shoot him so that his son can have The uh, life insurance money, which is like 10 or 15 million bucks, because the house itself is in a trust. So the house will go to the son. The money from his life insurance will go to the son. Everything else the guy has, though, is likely to be taken um, as, I almost said reparations, no, restitution for the state and his theft from the uh, company, right? Yeah. So, but if he's still alive, and I was explaining this to Corey, that's kind of a complicated thing of it. If it's a whole life policy, it has a value today which will grow over time. But that value basically like escalates instantly at the moment of your death. Um, but if it has a value today and somebody sues you, they can force you to sell it today. And then basically, yeah, because it's money. like an asset. It's an asset, just yeah. like anything else. So he, uh, basically was looking for a way for the good son, the older son, the one who didn't kill a girl on a boat, apparently. Uh, and wasn't, didn't want to be a, you know, a movie director and move to LA, apparently like the other embarrassing sons people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, the ones who don't want to be lawyers and move to L.A. But I don't know who that is.
0: Brooks, anyway, uh, do, you mind, do you mind not snoring so loudly? We can hear you. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking to my dog. Go ahead.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, all in, uh, turns out that the, the murderer was like a steel trap. Didn't say fuck all. And then the guy came in and tattled on himself because he was worried that the murderer was going to tell the story. And it just We're- like... What the fuck is going on with this story? Christ.
0: What what's so fascinating to me is we're going to talk about the uh Gabby Patino and her her fiance and stuff like that in a second. The fiance in that in that case is getting some good legal representation. As much as people are going to hate on him for all the good legal yes. representation that he's getting. Yeah. Uh, He's getting decent re- legal representation as of this moment. I don't know what the hell's going to happen tomorrow, so please. I mean, to be fair, know, uh, I would say if he don't told to the cops. if he told the guy to run, then that's bad legal. Rules that's today. bad. That part's bad. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, don't talk to but the it, cops. Good.
1: Run. That's bad. Don't do that.
0: I always find it so funny though when when uh, lawyers or prosecutors or people who are like involved, like heavily involved in legal, uh, the law as their life make like the worst legal choices when it comes time to like, <laughs> to like go into like him going in and confessing was like just an awful we move You'll never him.
1: understand it like, and I, I the only thing i can think is the old adage a man who represents himself has a fool for a client because you think you, not me, because this is true for me. You think you're smarter than everyone in that room. And I will guarantee that they oversimplified it by saying he came in and confessed. What happened is he came in thinking, I am way smarter than these guys. Yeah. I can walk the primrose path and make this okay and figure out what they know and then act accordingly. And or, then says something he shouldn't know, and then he's like trying to fix it. And next thing you know, he's sitting there with a cup of coffee. He's talking like, okay, so. I met the guy on Craigslist,
0: and uh, you know. <laughs> well, the other the I'm other ahead. part is, I find that a lot of these people think that they can, they can give a sob or like not a sob story, but give a story that will work for them, even though they have firsthand knowledge that it never works in any other circumstance. Yes,
1: that's you, also true.
0: Uh, fucking when he was the the solicitor, like I'm absolutely positive at some point, some case came across his his desk where somebody fucked up bad. You know, they. They were drunk and they crashed their car, and it hit somebody else's car. And they were sleeping in the back seat, and they died. Right, and then you get to the trial, and the guy, you know, says like, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll plead to the murder, but you know, like, I, I, I want the chance to say, you know, like, I had an dr- alcohol problem, and this is what led to it, and I made an awful mistake, and I'm going to quit drinking and never do it again, and I will be a completely different person from this point on." And people will be like, "No, you can't. You addict. You're never gonna be. You're never gonna amount to anything. Fuck you. Yeah. Rest of your life in jail. Go fuck yourself." You know, like, and then he's gonna go in, but he's gonna be able to say, "Like, listen, I've been dealing with a little bit of a drug problem. I'm an Some addict. Traumatic things have happened to me recently. Been a uh, bad year. This is the, the. This felt like my only option." And like, people are gonna hear him and go, "Like, oh well, now we totally understand the situation you've been put in." And I'm you're sorry. Be fair. That- I mean.
1: The vast majority of people he put in jail were black and he's white. So there is a bit of a dis- disparity there. He's also <laughs> rich and they're all poor. So, but yeah,
0: you never. It's funny how he probably never thought of it until <laughs> until the moment he's trying to use it to get himself off. Probably still hasn't made the realization. I mean, he's yeah. too close to it. He just doesn't understand. Some point, yeah. some uh, intrepid reporter will ask him that exact question. And it'll just be like, you know what? I never thought of it like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to have a moment here, of reflection. Here I am. And I was going to say, actually, that's a good transition. He's going to have a moment of reflection like Robert Durst did in the bathroom <laughs> back in 2015. Uh, oh. if that name's familiar, but you're not sure why, it's probably because you were one of, I don't know, 50 million people who watched The Jinx like we did back oh, in 2015. Oh, they got you,
0: Robert. They, they By the
1: fucking way, got you. I had forgotten up and until you mentioned it. We've been doing this fucking podcast so long. We talked about this. Like the week it went live, we watched it, we talked yeah. about week on week we talked about it over the course of three weeks. It's been a long, long time. Um <laughs> but yes, uh to remind you, as Corey just the show show how
0: time. long this is the show how long it is. Look at a picture of Robert Durst when he was recording the jinx, and now look at a picture of him now.
1: Yeah. He's like yeah. fucking
0: he's like Howard Hughes or <laughs> something like that. He's just like he looks like a tremendously old man who's also I mean, gone I mean, crazy. Listen.
1: We, we don't have to look at Robert Durst. We can look at, uh, hang on. I got it here. <laughs> we can look at, uh, at Corey from like way back at the beginning of the podcast there. I was, then, that uh, was, that was even before to, that though. No, uh, that was, that was back in college. That's not fair, <laughs> but you can can look at us as well. Cause you know, as much as I think I, I looked exactly the same as I did 10 years ago, I do not. I also don't feel the same. I, I say, as I grunt getting down into this chair because my knee hurts. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, Getting to the point (laughs) in our lives where we're like Getting Uh, in and out of chairs
1: (laughs) I used to make fun of my dad for doing the things I'm doing now I have no kids (laughs) I sleep all day, it doesn't matter Um, But uh, Robert Durst As Corey did, the nice impression of him there Uh, If you remember the end of the jinx He asks to take a break He gets up but keeps the mic on And then goes to the bathroom While he's in the bathroom or on the way to the bathroom He says something to the effect of uh, What do you want me to say? I killed her, and then like, well, they got you, Robert. They got you dead to rights. Like, to himself on the way to the bathroom? Yeah, which is the big moment at the end because it's like, oh, oh, he did actually kill her. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Um, and if you don't remember the jinx, he was actually charged for another murder that he got away with while he was living as a woman, a mute woman, in Galveston, Texas, or Houston, something Texas, like, or yeah, like, like somewhere
0: South Texas. His neighbor just
1: died, disappeared, died, and uh, they found out that oh, the neighbor's not a mute woman;
0: it's a dude named Robert Durst. Well, the the uh, for people who haven't watched the 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 Jinx, uh, what's... it'll be back.
1: It'll be back on HBO. TV, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sure. What's so great about it is that, uh, you know, like it it seems like they want to sort of give him the benefit of the doubt throughout the entire series. So they're like yeah. asking him questions about like all these different like, murders that are related to him in some sort of way.
1: Four of and, them. Yeah. Four people died around him.
0: <laughs> and he's, he's like, you know, like, given explanations for what he's saying. And then in the last episode, like, th- the moment clicks where it's just, like, wait a minute. There's no way he's being truthful about any of this. Like, we have yeah. the evidence. We have everything that you would need to, like, prove in a court of law that he did that, you know, like... And, like, they have this real, like, realization at the end where they're just, like, do we do we we have another interview scheduled with them do we even do this or do we like call the police or yeah and i think they called the police and the police were just like just keep doing the interview like see, yeah. what, he see what he says, says. like as like, soon as we get him he's not going to talk so you might as well might as well yeah. like put this and on the wheels and of justice
1: like uh the wheels of justice turning so quickly 7 8 years later here we are <laughs> I finally got a guilty finding in court this week which is why we're talking about um <laughs> I can't do the murder. I can't that do the trial failed. anymore.
0: There's COVID in the air. <laughs> Which, yeah, by the way, so... We had to uh, postpone trial- for COVID.
1: Trial started pre-COVID, <laughs> then stopped for a while, and then continued in a courtroom where the uh, defendant and the, his attorney and the prosecutors were all sitting in the jury box, and the jury was sitting spread out across the uh, <laughs> um, the gallery the gallery yeah. just to keep, like, distancing. Um God, that's
0: that's got to be weird. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta, super like, weird. <laughs> like uh, you're so used yeah. to so used to where you go. Uh, there, there was like a get <laughs> There was like a sports thing, like where like uh the Brewers had to play the Chicago White or like the Cubs in a game, but because of some sort of problem, they had to move the game to Milwaukee. To but Chicago. Chicago was going to be the oh, home yeah. team or something. Right, like, right, right, yeah, yeah. And it's just like. Uh, because of MLB rules, they have to have the home dressing room. So like the brewers are in like the visiting dressing room for like three days, and it's just like, this is so fucking weird, right? <laughs> like, why are we here?
1: I mean, it's gotta be like a, you're Nick Marcakis, right? You spent <laughs> nine years in Baltimore, you come back as a brave, and you know, it's end of the game, end of the long series. You strike out in the seventh, and you just you just turn to walk back into the dugout. And they're like, Yeah, oh Nick, over here. Over There's here. one over long here. Dugout. Long dugout. <laughs> Like I've been, I've been in this stadium a long time. I've struck out a lot of times here. I know what dugout to go to. <laughs> all right, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, it, it, I'm sure it was super weird. Uh, but justice may not be fast. It's very slow, clearly. Uh, but it did work. Uh, convicted of first degree murder. Now he is facing um, life without parole, which is going to be about mm, four and a half months, based on how he looked in the courtroom. <laughs> Couldn't even come in the courtroom for the reading of the verdict because he'd been exposed to somebody in the prison who had um, COVID. So he had to be isolated and and watch on a video camera, via video. So rough. Uh, There was like 300 witnesses, 80 uh, experts who talked. Uh, Some of the guys who were on the jinx actually came into the courtroom as part of the trial. So craziness, but uh, the jinx I would imagine is still available on HBO. I imagine I think everything's still there, so.
0: Yeah, seventy-eight years old, by the way. Good, God Almighty. Yeah, uh, so, but like at this point, like you fucking you lived a life. Like they're not gonna be able to take away all the great things. Like that's the that's the to me the the real problem with uh whenever like somebody wealthy and and <laughs> like well connected and had a great life like uh finally goes to jail. Like I feel like this is gonna be what happens with Trump. Like Trump yeah. is gonna get charged on some bullshit. And then they're going to, you know, like sort of like slowly work its way through, you know, court for the next 10 years or (laughs) some nonsense. And then uh, finally, at age 89, Trump will be sentenced for 15 years for whatever he did. And then he'll die in prison two days later. Yeah. And it's just like, well, he didn't experience any of jail. He spent two days in jail effectively and the rest of his life was flying around on helicopters and millions of dollars and beautiful women and all this sort of you know like and be being president and no like at no point at any at anywhere along the way did he feel like an outcaster like you know like he did something wrong you know up until the two days he had to spend in jail you know before he croaks
1: do you uh do you know the story of uh george eastman you know oh do you know who george eastman is
0: of eastman kodak
1: Of Eastman Kodak, yeah So do you know the story of George Eastman? No So George Eastman um, seemed to be wealthy and powerful and have everything And then suddenly committed suicide at 77 So uh, he basically Oh, he had like
0: diabetes, right?
1: Had diabetes, met with a doctor who told him they were going to have to take half of his foot And they said, if we're lucky, we'll take half your foot Um, If we're not lucky, it will be the whole foot And basically told him that the next 20 years of his life, progressively, they would take more and more of his legs because his circulation was so bad that uh, I think half of his foot was dead already. That's why they were going to have to take half of it off. And so he was like, "Okay, give me the night to think about it. And then we could schedule the surgery. And the doctors left and he committed suicide. And basically, he was just like, I'm 77. I've done everything a man could do. I've lived a whole life. I'm not going to sit here and waste away for the next 10 years. And like, in a way. That's where Robert Durst is right now. He's going to go to jail. He's going to do maybe a couple of months in jail before he dies, but he's lived a full life. How is this really a punishment no. for anything that he did? Uh, I, I guess Eastman wasn't really a punishment either, but like, you know what I, mean? I mean? Like, like,
0: like I, I I get that he has the, he has the crown of being convicted on this. Like he has, you know, he has the title of convicted murderer. Like you can say that.
1: Yeah. Uh, he was guilty though. After I saw the movie or the documentary after that, I was just like, Oh, he fucking did it. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know,
0: since then, it's been just six years of him just like chilling out, like waiting for waiting for this day. Like, I I just don't you know, I'm sure he spent he's not been out on like parole or or on bail or anything. Right. So he's probably been spending time in jail this whole time, hypothetically. But like so
1: if I remember the story again, I haven't followed it really closely, but I think he was out on bail for a while, but then violated some term of the bail and they put him in custody. But usually uh, or, when you're
0: when you're in when you're in jail, like it's uh, it, uh like ho- pending the outcome of the trial. It's not like yeah. you're in like county jail, right? Like holding.
1: Yeah. As opposed I mean, to like the maximum security prison.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's old and sick. So he was in like the special hospital jail, which is just basically like a terrible spa. Yeah. That you can't leave. <laughs> so um, but I, I mean, also uh, talking about running away from your problems. Final story for this week. Crazy shit that uh I can't believe is real, but will also, as Corey pointed out in our pre-show call, will be a movie at some point. The jinx was already a movie. The Murdahl story will be a movie at some point. Yeah. This also likely to be a movie, probably sooner rather than later. Um I don't want to mispronounce her name. Uh her name is Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito. Uh and Brandon
0: or Brian Laundry.
1: Brian Laundry Laundry. La- I th- there's no n laundry.
0: No, it's laundry. So there's no laundry.
1: N. Brian laundry. So if you know the name Gabby Petito, uh, you probably are on TikTok and you uh, are a Your true traveler.
0: Well, true no, crime, I guess TikTok-ing. I guess the true,
1: the true crime thing now na- is now. Previous to that, it was people who were down for like van life, and uh, if you were young and want to get out of society and live van life, because she was a uh, aspiring van lifer um, who had just embraced van life and they were out on their own their first trip uh her and her boyfriend brian and um made several stops she had a couple hundred thousand instagram followers and and followers on youtube or subscribers on youtube and uh all of a sudden stopped posting and then her family got two texts from her that may or may not have been her based on didn't really sound like her could have been weird and then a couple days later boyfriend shows up back home with the van alone, and nobody asked any questions, which also very weird. Very yeah. weird that uh, nobody at the house was like, "Hey, where's Gabby?" Um, <laughs> apparently, they did. But so a few days later, her parents report both of them missing because they haven't heard from anybody. His parents then say, "Oh no, no, no! We know where he is, but we should report her missing because she didn't come back with him." Um, so and they basically have. A partial history of this trip because she posted a lot on social media and also they ran into cops several times for domestic situations that arose. And I was like, oh, domestic situations arose. Well, clearly he's guilty. Until the story I found just before the podcast, which said in every situation, she was the aggressor and that he said, no, no, it's fine. I don't want to press charges. Who knows what to think? And a little wrinkle that maybe nothing, but maybe something, is the last place that they are known to have stayed. Two other women were murdered there Keep at talking. the time Hold that they second. were there. Yeah, sorry, uh, but two w- other women were murdered there at the time that they were there. Here, uh, oh no, he's back right. Okay, so it's all unbelievable. Um, and now today, in fact, uh, a story came out about someone who also is on TikTok and who didn't know anything about the rest of this story saying oh this dude i saw a picture of this guy we gave him a ride hundreds of miles away from where he was supposed to have been at the time now cory said uh he's following good legal advice and that is true because after they reported gabby missing the cops were like so wait you guys go on a trip you show up alone we really like to talk to you and he was like i ain't talking to no cops and that was <laughs> it and then so everybody's like well, not only that no but questions. now
0: he's missing like nobody's and seen now, him. Now,
1: yes, the today, the, uh, today, it's official that he left. By the way, I, and I told you, I always wanted to be this guy. Packed a backpack, said, "I'll be back." <laughs> walked into the woods. I'm gonna go. And get- hasn't been seen since Tuesday.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go get a pack of cigarettes real quick, <laughs> and just disappears.
1: That's Unabomber shit. That is like, <laughs> I'm gonna go in the woods, and you will never find me. That's a uh, the um. Olympic Park bomber I, uh, Rudolph, who lived in the woods for like eleven years and nobody knew he was there.
0: So, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a pretty easy uh, piece of illegal advice that pretty much works in any situation. Uh, if you're watching like some true crime thing, I I especially had this uh, watching. Uh, fuck, what was the the really popular one? God damn it! Uh, in Wisconsin, Manitowoc.
1: Oh, uh, 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 making a murderer. Making a
0: murderer. Yes, uh,
1: that you kept screaming at the boy, yeah, uh, yeah, Brandon. Yeah, as yeah, said, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, sage legal advice that works almost all the time. Shut the fuck up. Don't talk. Never talk. Don't that. talk. Don't say a goddamn never. word ever under any circumstances. No, you don't want a bagel. Don't answer any questions. <laughs> Just fucking sit there. Say, you can talk to my lawyer when he gets here. And then uh, never say another word. Uh, now, uh, Corey, that... you're
1: also not as paranoid as me, but I will tell you, <laughs> don't take anything to drink either out of a can. If you want something, get water in a paper cup. White paper cup, because the place where you uh, sit from the cup, rip it off and eat it when you're done with the cup, because otherwise <laughs> they'll get your fucking DNA off the can or the coffee cup.
0: I mean, anything you're, you do while you're in there is voluntary to.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I was just I agree. If you yeah. if you say I'll take a drink that you're offering me and then you say this is trash, throw it away. Once it's trash, they can keep it and they can run DNA on it.
0: Yeah. So don't do that either. Don't take the your lawyer can get you a drink. Yes. <laughs> I'd like my lawyer please. Uh but obviously there's more to come with this thing. Uh, uh you know like uh, from a thousand yard view not knowing literally anything about this. Uh it seems like there's either one of two things that kind of happened here which is either uh he killed her and left her in the middle somewhere or just you know like not even killed her but like just said like fuck this and just she got got out in the middle of fucking Utah somewhere and he just left. Uh or the other one is that uh you know there was like a it, it was either he like fucking left her or there's some sort of foul play involved. Either way, yeah. it doesn't look good for him.
1: No. If he
0: had a conversation if he had a conversation with the lawyer and the lawyer said, I would advise you to shut the fuck up and not say a single word. Uh that it, it leans towards uh something is going something happened that he might be legally responsible for.
1: I will say, but, um, there is a good chance I could have been this dude at some point in my life because the number of times a crazy woman has ordered me to pull over to the side of the road where she got out. And I thought to myself, I should just drive the fuck away and leave the yeah. broad on the side of the road. Something in the back of my head said, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, Follow her slowly at two miles an hour, begging her to get back into the car, asking for forgiveness for whatever it is that, because you ch- cheated on her in a dream and didn't, didn't apologize for it all day, even though this is the first time she's mentioning it, but she's been pissed about it all day. Um, again, that is a real scenario that has really happened yeah. in my life. <laughs> so like, let me just paint a picture where he did nothing wrong, but he looks very guilty she again several domestic violence incidences where she was the perpetrator uh they get into a fight he just leaves to get out of the situation and then she goes missing through uh either a serial killer who murdered two women in that park and then murdered her or uh maybe they're driving and she's like pull over i'm getting out and he's like fuck you and drives off and then he assumes he's going to get a call from her or a text or Maybe she went back to New York. I don't know. I don't care. We're done. And he goes home and then she just never shows up again. And it's like, uh, I mean, listen, I'm working on that uh, screenplay where the the guy uh, is incidentally related to two people who are later killed. And they're just like, there's too much here to be a coincidence. Two women you were last seen with are dead. You're clearly the murderer. And it's just like, I don't have a good argument why I'm not except for I know I didn't kill them but I know that that looks really bad and any lawyer would be like shut the fuck up don't say anything there's nothing you can say here nothing nothing good business.
0: comes from talking that's the no. that's the thing so
1: they're going to find a dude with 90 pieces of jewelry in his trunk in a 3 or 4 months including the necklace that you gave her on your anniversary. That is when we could talk about what happened. Not until then, not until they find the guy who actually did it. Or when she walks out of the wilderness, like, why is everybody stressed? I threw my phone in the lake and he left me on the side of the road. And then I just went hiking for two months.
0: Now. I mean, like the the one, the one thing I would say is that, uh, the one caveat to this is if you know that she is in peril, she could potentially be saved and you're not saying anything then you're really putting yourself in kind of a, a spurious condition legally.
1: Unless you buried her with like a straw for air, then yeah.
0: probably better not
1: to mention that because at right. some point it's just going to be better if she dies. Or if last
0: time. you saw her, she was hanging from a cliff like above the Grand, <laughs> you drove the grand Canyon and you drove away. Like there's kind of a Schrodinger's fiance thing going on here. As far uh, as I know,
1: she's still alive hanging on there. I guess. But
0: it's I mean, fine. like if they find out that you knew that she was hanging and you drove away and you did nothing, then you're legally kind of responsible for w- what happened there. What if way.
1: though, she's yelling at you, get the fuck away from me, I don't need <laughs> you. your help.
0: I don't need you! <laughs> <laughs> I can hang here for weeks.
1: Are you responsible if she dies after she tells you to leave? And she's like, no, 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 don't just stand there. Get in your car and drive away as she's hanging off the side of the cliff.
0: He gets out of the car, slams the door, walks up to her. He's like, I need you to sign a legal affidavit to that boy. Start recording on your camera. If this gets to to court, I don't want to be held responsible. You will. Fuck you. You will.
1: I, uh, I found a video on my phone deep in the photos of me and an ex <laughs> where I was like, you were going to yell at me in the morning. So I'm going to record this because I want you <laughs>
0: to see what uh, it's like. It was,
1: no, no, no. To just be like, I'm going to leave you on the couch because you want to sleep on the couch. Now, usually we fight for a week after you wake up on the couch. And I tell you, you yelled at me and told me to leave you on the couch. I'm recording this so that tomorrow you can see it. Fuck you. I want to sleep on the couch. I'm going to sleep on the couch. So tomorrow you're not going to be mad. Now I'm not going to be mad. Okay. And I remember the next day her saying, that is not me. That is not me in our apartment on our couch, drunk, arguing with me about leaving her on the couch. Uh, so It doesn't you know. sound
0: like me. It doesn't look like me. I doubt it's me.
1: Uh, this, I, I listen, they're gonna find her. She's gonna walk out of the woods. He's gonna have that affidavit, and she's gonna be like, "I never signed that." I didn't, Left me hanging off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, he does would, that sound but... like something
0: you should just leave somebody to be doing? <laughs> and I should, I mean,
1: something bad may have happened to her. We shouldn't laugh, but no, it's I, just, I, 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 I'm I, re- uh, I, I don't I, know. I see all the crazy women I've ever dated in this scenario.
0: I, I feel, I, you know, like obviously, I, I hope that she's found and she's alive and she's you know, healthy and all these things, it's not looking good, which is the, you know, like once you're, we're basically two weeks out now. Right. So like,
1: so, so I, There's
0: and that's like the 10 thing, days I, since the disappearance and another like half a week since then.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I, most of the stuff you read and like, especially like major news is, is it's a disappearance. People are looking and I get that, but I also know that, people who are in these kind of places are if she said she found a very nice couple and they said oh we're gonna go out into grand teton which is like 500 square miles yeah. of wilderness and just be like we're just gonna go off grid for four weeks you're welcome to come with us like there's by the they're super nice people like, vanners and campers are the nicest people in the world and if if you were just like i need to get away from the world and my I- X and all his bullshit they would be like oh we're gonna go out in the wilderness for four weeks you're welcome to come okay there's gonna be no cell service no 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 tv no nothing it's just us in the wilderness Uh, that's fine that's what i need four week, a a week from now she could come out with some people and just be like oh my god guys i am so sorry
0: i didn't Uh, know that everyone was looking for me yeah
1: my fault uh and you, you just never would know um well, I mean, the that, higher likelihood that, is not that, but
0: right, right, and I mean, like you know, at the very least, she she put out some sort of like call to her parents or something like that, saying like, "Hey, I'm going to be out of contact for a while." Yes, uh, which which is one would of the work into that, that possible that possible ideal, but like yeah. I, you know, Well what was the thing? Like, it, usually, missing people who've been missing for more than forty eight hours are usually not found alive. Like. If you
1: can't get a lead on a disappearance within 48 hours, they're usually not found alive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, we're just talking statistics here, basically. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. But, but,
1: I hope, I hope, 60% of disappearances do end successfully because of all of the things that are reported as disappearances, the vast majority of them are people who just don't want to be found. They want to just get away from whatever they're. Do- I mean, there was that guy who was at a um, a football game, and then just walked away from his family, and they found him like four months later in Las Vegas, like just living. And he was just like, yeah. "Ah, shit, you found me. All right, I'll go back to Houston." And he's like, "What? what? <laughs> we thought you were dead." He's yeah. like, "No, nah, I just got sick of all their shit and just walked away. <laughs> like, never touched the bank account, never touched anything. Yeah. Left at <laughs> halftime of a football game." Uh, and never look back Broke just when the
0: cell be- phone in half just kept driving just kept going
1: <laughs> and again uh brian uh who and i do agree with the family in a way i'm sure he's getting good legal advice hopefully the running part wasn't legal advice but the family in new york her family is saying keep in mind she is missing he is hiding That's that's absolutely true my, my boy is just like i'm out and he's hiding somewhere so he's not missing but um I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing because I listen, every televised disappearance we've seen in the last decade has told you you're going to get hounded to death.
0: Yeah.
1: CNN is in his parents' front yard right now, recording the back of the blinds, hoping to see something. That's it.
0: Hoping to see him texting somebody going like, man, I can't wait. I can't believe I got away with this. Yes. So they can ask him about what he was.
1: I mean, he is. (laughs) It was uh, a fantasy football trade.
0: Like you. (laughs) You jackals!
1: <laughs> CNN has the uh, the spoof box that they borrowed from the Baltimore Police Department up oh, outside, intercepting <laughs> stingray, everybody's calls. Yeah. And texts. yeah, the stingray. There you go. Yeah, just uh, intercepting everything, hoping for something.
0: Well, uh, we'll find out more and we'll talk more about it. But this is a very weird story. Uh, yeah. That, uh, you know, I, I hope I hope obviously that everyone turns out okay. But we'll see what happens from here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> talking about things being okay and seeing what happens from here. Mm-hmm. Oh, com. Corey to com. with the Anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more on me at what well, I would say, dot Facebook.com forward slash Film, and I'd like you to be five on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, yeah, so about ready to go to San Francisco, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye! <laughs>
1: so it's a uh, new new video while people wait or uh, any.
0: Um... Uh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you gonna shoot some content while you're up in New York or up in uh, San Francisco?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got got some new content coming. Got working on the new content <laughs> for you, <parents? laughs> Yeah, all right. Anyway, uh... <laughs> you can find more with me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was also gonna say. Apologies, I'm in a dark apartment with one light which is the ring light that's illuminating me now and there is a gnat in here and this gnat really wants to be on the podcast it is in my face (laughs) and flying around this light oh it's driving me nuts anyway we're um you find more of me at robert and cheek on all social media robert.com we can find all the stuff i'm working on and of course i stream mm, irregularly but uh i'm gonna try and stream more uh, More regularly than me (laughs) <laughs> also the yes uh on twitch robert and cheek uh on twitch and you can play call of duty with me if you would like it's anku a-n-k-o-u is uh occur oh, K-E-R, k-e-r is y-s on activision send me a friend request wow
0: that's a uh, oddly specific
1: so yeah, so you have to give the actual your actual like full name for people to find you. There's actually seven digits to go after that, which is the best way to find somebody. It's the full name plus the seven digits. And I'm like, Activision did not think about this when they <laughs> set up the system. Um, so it's real hard to find people. But um, that is the uh, the Dark Man who is the guide that takes you to death, mm. which I thought was fitting for Call of Duty because I'm the Dark Man who brings you to death. Not
0: John Wick. <laughs>
1: He's the one you send to <laughs> kill the boogeyman.
0: Uh, well, I think we've done good here today.
1: We've done something. I don't know if it's good. Uh, but as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. An extra long week. Although, I mean, you're listening to this on the normal day, unless you're yeah. watching us live, then not so much. But
0: yeah. see what happens next week.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah. I just realized, uh, I never found out about Vegas, so maybe uh <laughs> we'll see <laughs> have a good this week a, everybody
0: chance have this have this podcast that's happening in Nevada. <laughs>